0: Is it a greasy spoon, or is it a boutique cafe with a steampunk vibe? I don't think Roy's very steampunk. Oh, and are they trains, by the way? I've not got to be contacts in. But... Yeah, they're trains.
1: Roy likes trains. Oh,
0: and I like Eccles Cakes. Me and this Roy could get on famously. So,
1: what can I do you for? Well, thanks for meeting us face to face. Oh, it's all right. I know you had a few, uh, huh issues with Malcolm. And anyway, I was round the corner doing a viewing on a nice little flat in Tile Street, yeah. I think everyone's trying to sell up round here, aren't they? After the old, air? Uh, <whistles> ...sing holes.
0: The talk of the street, talk of the street, the talk of the street, talk of the
1: street, the talk of the street, talk of the street, the talk of the street, talk of the street.
0: Welcome to episode two hundred of The Talk of the Street, an unofficial Cornish and Street Catch Up Podcast that in amongst the confusion over Braziers, Grace coming and going with no real purpose, John laughing at things that don't warrant being laughed at, must have missed the bit where Todd and Billy started talking to each other again. I'm Gavin. And I'm back, bitches. Were you away? Yes. Remember I was leaving you last week. Oh that's right. Yes. And now I've returned.
1: I've come back to you.
0: Blinking you, you miss happy? it. Blinking you miss it. Are
1: you happy I came back to you?
0: Sure. Yes, uh, it was a very quiet house. I don't think I've ever been—I've been in a house without you for a, a long period of time. Uh-huh. But I don't think I've been in the house with nobody. Uh huh. For that length of time.
1: Yeah, it's been a while.
0: It's. Know, that was a long time. Yeah. Eating over the sink and. <laughs> not washing.
1: Forgetting to feed the cats or give them water.
0: No, no, I did, did that. I did that plenty of times. <laughs>
1: How was your trip? Uh, it, was, it was nice. You know, it It started it started weird because I had this whole plan to drive up through the UP and then...
0: This still <laughs> baffles me how you're able to do this.
1: Well, we were still technically at Lansing when I figured it out, but the kids were just like, eh, we're already going south. We might as well... Just-
0: well, if you're still in Lansing, then you, you barely moved.
1: Well, no, because it took us like... On to one twenty seven south and then on to four ninety six and then you know almost on to and then on to
0: Enjoy Helen naming roads.
1: (laughs) So instead of going through the UP on our way there
0: The UP is the upper peninsula of Michigan. I was conscious that we didn't explain that last week for nobody who cares.
1: Michigan has two parts, thanks to Michigan and Ohio going to war with each other.
0: Let's keep it let's keep it contemporary. (laughs) You're heading south.
1: Yeah, so instead of, of going north, we went south and went through uh, Indiana and Illinois. Chicagoland. Yes.
0: Did you go through Chicagoland?
1: Yeah, but it was like the outer part of Chicago, so we weren't like really with the tall buildings and, and stuff. and
0: Busy and tolls though, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't want to do that. No. <laughs> no,
1: I haven't paid them yet. I need to go online because it's all. Yep automatic now mm-hmm. where they just take pictures of your license plates as you drive through and then uh and then yeah we got to the to the place and then discovered that that was shut no
0: oh well so that was the other vacation that we went on that was that
1: <laughs> the, was, six that flags was in... over texas that yep. opened that opening day was the day
0: it was we National left. Lampoon's Vacation, but for reals. What? <laughs> and John Candy's just lucky he was dead; otherwise, I was kidnapping him.
1: But anyway, we discovered that uh, the the water park was open, but the slides are closed during the week. Oh, oh no! Yes,
0: didn't tell me that.
1: Which only really kind of disappointed Steli because Betty and I were not going down any water slides. No, that was never going to happen. I mean, Benny has been down water slides, but, you know, he's like, um, I'm fine. And then the first day that we that we actually went to the, the water park part, it was so packed. We were just like, the kids were like, no. So uh, we went to a winter park in the area and I sat in the lodge and the kids went tubing for three hours straight, which was absolute bliss. There you go. And then we went back and went to the water park and it was fine because there were fewer people there because people were at dinner. And they opened up the water slides after all. Oh, well. Because they had enough lifeguards. They were very understaffed in other areas. There was this poor woman who was trying to run the coffee shop and the front desk at the same time.
0: And rescue drowning children. <laughs> you have to wait in your Frappuccino.
1: Yeah. So that was day one. And also the kids and I went to see the Lost City to... Because we were too early to check in.
0: Right. And it was delightful. It was a very good movie. Yes. I enjoyed it immensely.
1: And then the next day we did basically the same thing where we did something in the morning and then just sat in the winter at the water park in the afternoon and evening. We went bowling and that was fun. There, there were go. people there were people in the bowling alley when we walked in. We walked in at like 9:30, 10 o'clock in the morning, and there were already people sitting around the bar drinking beers. Yeah, sure. On a... Tuesday
0: morning. Welcome to Wisconsin. So Welcome a good time was had by all in summary then.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Good. Yeah.
0: Two hundred episodes. This
1: is actually Do you 200. remember
0: do you remember doing episode one hundred? We were drunk. We got drunk. Yeah. We
1: don't do that anymore. No.
0: Well we did get, well, I was gonna say we didn't get drunk. We had some mimosa.
1: And then we had some more mimosa. But
0: I definitely had a buzz on champagne we finished, does that. Champagne it was,
1: goes straight to your head very quickly. Yeah,
0: good times. Good times. Oh well, we're sober this time.
1: Yeah, we're sober. Oh little well. tricky coffee. Uh, and you have a sore head.
0: Yeah, I haven't been feeling that great. I think it's just the psychosomatic of being lonely, lonely, <laughs> and well, purposely we starving pets, <laughs> which time. I wasn't doing.
1: Good time bowling and eating cheese.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Shall we preamble, my dear? Yes, please. Give us some of that anniversary coding news.
1: We've seen her ice skating skills and her shade game is always fire. But have you ever heard Lisa George sing?
0: I have not.
1: Ah, well, you'll get your chance this weekend as our Beth performs on ITV's all-star musicals
0: it's just uh, how cheap can we make tv over the weekend really isn't it
1: where she's she's dressing up to uh to sing songs from cabaret of course
0: that'll fill an she's hour. got
1: this short flapper wig on and like a kimono <clears throat> we may not have seen him since january but it appears the undertaker isn't going anywhere at least not until january or january july of
0: 2023
1: yep As Tony Maudsley has signed on to play George Shuttleworth for another year, so huzzah! That's more Undertaker jokes. Yeah, we're good at those.
0: Well, we do them. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's good because these uh, rolling yearly contracts I mean that I guess oh, it makes sense, really, doesn't it? Because nobody's stay on the show as as permanent. Well, within you know a couple of notable notable exceptions, but if they're going to come up with a storyline where. Uh-huh. The Undertaker's going to (coughs) die Then there's no point Giving him a 12 month contract I guess
1: Mm -hmm. Eileen smashes him One last time Mm -hmm. Into the grave
0: That's good We like The Undertaker
1: We do We do He is delightful
0: Good comedy value And finally And we need good comedy value
1: Yes we do We desperately do So so much (laughs) And finally Speaking of People who Don't need a yearly contract Because they're not going anywhere Especially at this point. As Bill Roach reaches his ninth decade this month, ITV will celebrate with a documentary called Happy Birthday, Bill.
0: 10th decade.
1: You know what I mean. Yeah, you mean 10th. Anyway.
0: It becomes 90.
1: Which will celebrate the freshly minted nonagenarian with family, friends and cast members past and present. Our can reaches a big nine zero on April 25th.
0: Wow And that's Corey News 90 years old 90 years old Oof Do you know For a while
1: And still working
0: Right I It's think like
1: it's, getting up to Betty White status here
0: I think he's a good 90 He's a good 90 I mm-hmm. mean Even particularly before COVID When he was just like Late 80s Yeah, oh, man's looking good for his age He's looking a little Tired He does But oh, Fucking hell So do I huh? <laughs> And and
1: well, you know, you're you're hitting the big the big five oh next year. Yep. So
0: Well but luck. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm Scottish. Wow, wow, wow. I don't wow. plan on starting any new books after I
1: know after I'm fifty. I know Scottish men who are older than fifty. I know them because my daughter has a crush on them.
0: My uncle Sammy? <laughs> Yikes. And now we'll podcast for coffee. And that's great news. You already said that. Did I? Yes. Oh. So on the ball. You're <laughs> shaking the trunk. We were able to donate $140 to Sunflower of Peace thanks to our March charity drive.
1: Waha! Waha!
0: Charity that is providing humanitarian aid and medical supplies to those who need it. In Ukraine, and the, the ongoing situation. So that came to an end at the end of March. So April's coffees go to our coffees. Mm. So we're drinking our... Ooh, was that Humph? No, it was a, <laughs> That sounds like a humph. humph.
1: Humph. Who could we give money to in April? Ourselves.
0: <laughs> Let's it's, lie it's, in our own pockets.
1: It's National Poetry Month.
0: We're owed. There you go. So yeah, if you want to buy us next week's coffees, you can go to kofi.com, that's ko-fi.com, slash the talk of the street, and we'll be very appreciative, won't we, Helen?
1: Yes, what are you drinking your coffee out of?
0: My aviato mug. Yes. And you're drinking yours out of your Eleanor Roosevelt one. Oh, no, no,
1: no, it's the soothing one from Pam. One of the Pam mugs.
0: There we go. 200 episodes <laughs> of this shit. Now, <laughs> it's new tubes.
1: I have a bone to pick with Mersey Tart He always takes your side <laughs> on everything And I think he does it on purpose Not because
0: Oh you saw that
1: Not because it's true But but just to get a rise out of me Well, I do not going to work
0: I don't know if he's t- well,
1: It's not going to work it, it's, Scott It's, it's, it's not going to work
0: Clearly it's not working
1: hmm.
0: But that was a dig at me Because it was saying that my Tim's bomb <laughs> over with the house team was shit So either way Either way I don't want out of this <laughs> So, if that's him taking my side, maybe you should take your side every now and again. But yeah.
1: But see, he's. But that's not the first time because there was something else a couple months ago that you and I disagreed on and he took your side. So. But he's,
0: he's the same age as me ish. Right. We've probably had a very similar childhood.
1: Yes. He has more hair than you.
0: Watching film, whatever the year is, uh-huh. and hearing that music every week probably means a little bit more to him than it does to you. Yes? Yes. I suppose. Anyway. Oh, here's me being all reasonable and stuff. So this is a section where we talk about what's new on our YouTube channel. So we've got the regular stuff. We've got last week's podcast. We've got my three favourite clips from this week's episodes. This week's episode's condensed to under four minutes, which has proven to be quite a popular section. Yes. You can do it. You can do it. It's come close a few times. It's come very close to the four minutes.
1: And it takes takes a lot of time. It takes about an hour. Yeah. Which means it's a good thing that you were all by yourself this week. <laughs> with nothing better to do. we
0: filled an hour. <laughs> and in addition to that, we've got Edna Hargreaves' turn on Corrie Life Stories. This was a woman who was only ever seen in two scenes. One scene where she was alive at the hairdressers and flirting with David. And then one scene where she was dead. If that tickles your fancy, head over to youtube.com slash the Talk of the Street Podcast. Smash that subscribe button and sell the spleen on the dark web of that notification bell. And now this. A oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, welcome to Last Shift tonight. We meet John Oliver just enough time to quickly talk about awesome customer service.
1: Awesome customer service. Who on earth on the street gives awesome customer service? Roy? What are you doing with your nose? Is that a clue?
0: No. I don't think so. If it is, it's subliminal, even even to me. That's right, this was the start of the Nina Seb relationship when Nina was blocking the road. Remember she was making a protest and Seb was complaining about that because he couldn't get his van through. And Nina suggested that the police might arrest her for her awesome customer service. I was Gavin, and you officially had 5G.
1: Oh yeah, because I had gotten vaccinated.
0: Yep, finally. This was, this was our induction into House Moderna. Your gale mask apparently drew some compliments from the the people who were. Yes, it did. Who were vaccinating us? Yes, it did. This was the debut week of our new music, both intro and outro. That was a year ago.
1: Oh, where we the, our our techno talk of the street.
0: Yes, that made yeah. you think that you were in a German nightclub.
1: Yes, <laughs> or sprockets. Skit on Saturday Night Live in the 1990s The 1990s That's
0: better (laughs) It was my six month dry anniversary Which means that it's my 18th month dry anniversary His long game plan scuppered Todd eases back into his running away boots And gets ready to hightail it to Bromsgrove Where he claims to have a friend and a job waiting You're right Michael learns that his dad may not be his dad His dad might be his uncle And his uncle might be his dad Leanne can't let Nick move back into his own flat, so Simon tells him that Harvey is her new boyfriend.
1: Did we ever find out what happened to Harvey?
0: He went back to jail. They didn't kill him.
1: That was really weird though, wasn't it? Because remember, never...
0: he was rescued by Curtis, who wasn't a doctor.
1: Right. But he did smash his head into a windshield and looked unconscious. Yeah, so was, you'd think he like miles had some brain trauma there.
0: Because Abby was knocked unconscious by driving into a skip. Right. And Adam has been knocked unconscious by getting a <laughs> numerous t- times. <laughs> Barely a week goes by without Adam being knocked unconscious. Do you know what his it's nickname amazing
1: is? he can stand up straight Unconscious Adam—that's what they call him. <laughs> the CRT man on the street. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Harvey was. Uh, Harvey was fine. <laughs> <clears throat> the wheels of bureaucracy have never moved so <laughs> swiftly as social services confirmed that Kelly can move in with Imran and Toya. Except when they moved in swiftly when she moved in with Gary and Maria, because I don't think they were even involved in that.
1: No. Yeah. I don't think social services was involved in that they, they at all. They don't care anymore. They've tried no. three times to put her in. They're like, fuck so, it. Right. Whatever.
0: <laughs> That's right. There was a scene missing where the social services just said, fuck, fuck, it. fuck <laughs> it. Just fuck it. Just. Nina becomes closer to Seb, which forces Asha back into the grubby arms of ITV Corey. Jailbirds Sally and Abby Take Fay out for a meal And prep her for a year-long residency At Her Majesty's Pool Hall for women Fizz and Tyrone find that Loving each other and wanting something to work Sometimes isn't enough The Undertaker doesn't have a close sign Craig's sweater wants to know why Maria forgets her own backstory And Chesney collects children Our moment of the week was Imran and Toya Foster and Kelly And a boring moment of the week Was Billy and Todd opening a bottle of wine And that was Coronation Street And the talk of the street <laughs> This time Last year
1: Ah, oh, so much to talk about this week
0: We do? Hmm Oh, we do, yeah Me let, let, Let's start doing that then, shall we? Yes, please Our first storyline this morning <laughs> Is Gary's creamy chicken soup
1: You're just going to stick with that, are you?
0: It creates an image, doesn't it? <laughs> because it, it, there's bits floating in it and what are those bits?
1: oh the bets they're no, bits of chicken. No, no, They're bits no, of chicken. No, please, please stop.
0: They're bits of chicken.
1: Please stop, because I finally watched Des last night, so Dez. please stop.
0: Oh, with oh, David.
1: Is it David Tennant, It is David Tennant, yes. Oh, he's
0: remarkable in that. He's
1: very good in that.
0: Oh, isn't he good in oh, Des?
1: He's very good, especially since I watched the documentary afterwards, and yeah, yeah he really captured that. Oofed. Very creepy man.
0: Yeah. Oh, they reckon he was Bible John. I think now solving that or trying to solve that mystery, the murders from the Barrowlands. Yeah, because
1: there's still like six people that he, that they have, parts for that have never been identified, yeah. and that's just oh.
0: ridiculous. Oh, it was good. Yes. Anyway. We talk about <laughs> no. Let's talk about Gary's creamy chicken Soup <laughs> On Monday in the morning, Marie and Gary can't work out what Laura's playing at. Kelly gets up even more confused Gary makes plans to head to the station to see what's going on and Kelly still in her jammies insists that she's coming too
1: in her jammies not in her jammies
0: Laura is getting interviewed by DS the same woman as last time
1: it's DS it's
0: It's DS Beckett
1: yes DS DS Beckett Beckett is back back, bitches just like me
0: fresh from not solving the roof mystery
1: right yeah yeah at least they have this consistency here though because she has because she was the one assigned to the case of the disappearance of Rick the Chin. So at least there's some consistency here. Right. They didn't flop it onto one of the newer DSs like D S Fringe, Fringe yeah. or, or D S Mick McDreamy.
0: Beardy Dreamy. <laughs> I think his full name. Anyway, something does doesn't add up for DS Beckett and she reckons that Gary Windass still has something to do with this. And she wonders why Laura is taking the blame. Not take not thinking I guess about Laura's mortality. Right At the station The desk sergeant Refuses to give Any information About Laura To Kelly and Gary And and he tells them To go home Gary reckons This means That they haven't Charged her yet So the best idea For them is just To go home and wait And maybe A phone call To the station Next time Will suffice Laura maintains This
1: this meeting Could have been an email
0: Right (laughs) Indeed (laughs) This scene Didn't need to exist Laura maintains Her position And explains To D.S. Beckett What really happened But places herself In Gary's place
1: Right, yeah, because she goes, uh, she goes on and on about him being, you know, digging the grave and and the woods and everything. Yeah, which
0: I don't remember Gary telling her about.
1: It must have been off screen, in the same scene where Todd and Billy make
0: up. Yeah. What an awful (laughs) lot happened in that scene. DS Beckett slams her hands on the table. I don't believe you! She screams. Why are you covering for Gary? Back home. Kelly is pissed That their wee trip Didn't achieve anything So decides to go through A lot of stuff To prove that her dad Is still alive Gary clutches his collar While Maria Frets in the background Gary half-heartedly helps While Kelly comes across Some PI details But before Kelly Can go down that rabbit hole She gets an alert On her phone From the Wedding Gazette Announcing that a body Has been found At the old brickworks Kelly realises That this has something To do with her dad (gasps) And sure enough, Laura must have given the details again, and a scene that we don't get to see. No, there was a, a brief scene where Beckett looks like she's leaving, and right. Laura starts to cry, so Beckett doesn't leave. But then we don't know what happens. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, we 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 see it's very manipulative because you know before we saw Laura very cocky and very you know talking back to ds beckett and very smart and everything and yep. then we see the scene where ds beckett opens the door and laura's crying and ds beckett shuts the door again and then we see her go so i think we're meant to take that kind of as a red herring that maybe she's told the truth after all and is gary going to get caught after all oh really has he bro- has ds beckett broken laura
0: Oh, I never once a that.
1: change of attitude there
0: hmm. So yeah, Laura must have given the details because next we see D.S. Beckett and some men in white suits are at the crime scene doing forensic stuff with test tubes and bunsen burners. <laughs> back at the flat. Kelly they had has that asked, big
1: canvas tent over you know, over the body.
0: Kelly has asked Gary if he could kill someone. And Gary mumbles that maybe he could if his family were in danger and he'd fallen behind in repayments to a dodgy loan shark until Maria slaps the back of his head. Shut it. Prisons are full of people who were having good days five minutes before they committed a crime, says Gary. And Kelly, unhappy with these answers, storms off.
1: And you'd think Kelly would know that, considering...
0: (laughs) She's been in jail.
1: Right. For a bad day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I thought I was... I don't know if this is an entirely original thought that Gary's expressing here, but I really like that, that prison's full of people who were having perfectly good days five minutes before they did what they did.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's true, because... It is true. That, you know, not everybody is a premeditated killer. Right. Or even a premeditated...
0: Shoplifter. Bank,
1: rob- bank robber.
0: Mm-hmm. Back at the station, that's probably why they get caught. Right. Maybe yeah. a wee bit of premeditation would, would be a good idea. Right, exactly. Back at the station, D.S. Beckett interviews Laura again. Tell you, says Laura. Oofed, says D.S. Beckett. And later Maria notices that the thingy movie starring What's-His-Name is on telly tonight and she's quite excited about that. Then she tells Gary to get his shit together before he blows the game. Then the buzzer goes, it's the police. Kelly comes home and the copper tells her that Rick's body has been recovered and Laura's been charged. Case closed. To make Kelly's day better, it seems that Laura's taken a turn and is now in hospital. Shit just got super real for Kelly, who still can't believe that her mum is capable of murder. Maria suggests chips, but Kelly wants to speak. With her mum And the
1: movie with What's his name From that thingy yeah, I mentioned that Yeah
0: So at the hospital Kelly wants to know why Tearfully Laura says it was either Rick or her She didn't mean to kill him And she's sorry It was an accident Kelly wonders why now And Laura plays The terminally ill card One more time and Kelly deserves To know the truth Before Laura dies Rick isn't coming back Laura tells Kelly That she loves her And she'll be well looked after By Gary and Maria And Kelly storms out again Without saying I love you back leaving Gary to question why Laura is doing this. Laura suggests that he takes this opportunity and put an end to all his dodgy dealings. Be a better person, she says.
1: Which is funny because he'd already put an end to his dodgy dealings a year ago.
0: Yeah, be a better person, she says, which is a bit rich coming from her. No. I'm trying, says a tearful Gary. And Back home, Kelly seems to settle back into life with Gary, Maria and Liam, choosing to watch Gary's suggestion of that thingy movie starring What's-His-Name. Liam asks if Kelly is okay She says that she will be. Oof, a big day. Mm. On Wednesday at the Rose Gold Flat, Gary is still in turmoil about Laura's plans to plead guilty. He wants Kelly to go see Laura in hospital, but Maria says, yeah, good luck with that. So Gary sees Kelly come out on Nina's rolls and tells her to go see her mum and forgive her because she's dying. Good, says Kelly. I hope she dies. She killed my dad. (laughs) And Gary worries that Kelly is going to regret this. And all of this is seen and overheard by Sarah.
1: And, and, um... Kelly, very reasonably, first first person on the street to do so, has brought her own mug with a lid to Nina's rolls to get her coffee filled. So was it empty or was it not? (laughs) Oh. They should do this more often because it makes it it, it would make sense that, you know, Nina would probably give people a discount if they brought their own travel mugs. To get refills and stuff Oh I didn't even
0: notice that So Gary goes alone to see Laura Ahead of her going to court To make her plea Again another scene That we don't get to see He wants to help her But she doesn't want anything from him She understands Kelly won't forgive her But the most important thing is That she has people to care for her After she dies Even if Kelly does hate her She will die a happy woman Says Laura Who is now just Made of vulturism <sighs> Gary gets back from the hospital And sees Kelly And once again Tries to guilt her Into going to see her mum And once again She has none of it I know that Gary's going through this kind of internal conflict of doing the right thing or or just letting this happen. Right. But he should be doing his best to keep Kelly and his mum away from each other because he's running the risk of Laura breaking and telling Kelly what really happened. The less that they speak, the better.
1: If Laura dies without reconciliation with Kelly... Gary's guilt is just going to be unimaginable, especially if she ever does find out the truth and she doesn't have a chance to reconcile with her mother because she's dead.
0: Mm. So anyway, once again, Kelly has none of it and Sarah sees this moment too and this time confronts Gary. Poor Kelly thinks her mum killed her dad, but we both know it was you what done it, says Sarah, reminding Gary that she knows about this whole mess. Does she know about Rana as well? Does anybody know about Rana?
1: I don't think anybody knows about Rana but fuck sarah for sticking her nose back in this oh no good for her no fuck her why because it's not like she's never killed a man (laughs) and and hidden him under the floorboards just like Des. but
0: (laughs) yeah how good was he in Des though oh
1: god so good um but it's just you know she has her own messy relationship to kind of try to rebuild She doesn't need to be sticking her nose into Gary's business. That relationship is long over.
0: Yeah, they're both married now. They're both
1: married to different people people. now. Better people for them, I would argue.
0: Sarah very nearly divorced. I presume that she's withdrawn her her filing there.
1: Yes, I would assume so. But still, it's like, why are we just going to drop Sarah back in here to be a nosy Nora and just, you know... Try to take the high road when we all know that she has killed and will kill again. She'll kill
0: again. I don't think. I don't think she will kill, kill again.
1: again. It's, it's in their blood now.
0: I think Maria wanted to divorce for a while as well. Didn't yes, she, she
1: did. Yes, she did.
0: God, if, you know, it's like holding up a and mirror. She's,
1: and she's had a and she's had a miscarriage, Maria, mm-hmm. in this in the time since Sarah and Gary broke up. And
0: Sarah have been has been trying, trying to get to hu- Yeah. Oh, it is. It's like a mirror.
1: It's like a mirror to what? To each other Oh, okay
0: What did you think I was talking about?
1: Your own life And I was like, wait oh, a second yes, am, I, am I Sarah or Maria in this case? And are you Gary or Adam?
0: Or is it even more complicated than that? <laughs> I was feeling a little bit sick on, on Thursday <laughs> That
1: Thursday, would make you Laura, wouldn't it?
0: Thursday morning Anyway Anyway so, Gary whisks Sarah to the furniture thing and explains that Laura is doing this of her own free will because she's got it in her head that Gary is the only person who can look after Kelly when she's gone. And if Gary confesses, he goes to jail, Laura still dies, and Kelly's left with nothing. Uh, or Maria. This shit is fucked up right here, says mm. Sarah. Yeah. Which is true.
1: It's true, but. Sarah has enough fucked up shit in her own life She doesn't need to be wading into Gary's fucked up shit anymore
0: Gary gets home to the rose gold flat and tears, pacing, determined to put things right By coming clean Oh no you fucking don't, says Maria I've been stuck in this house keeping shit together And I'm not about to let you blow this for us all This is what Laura wants, she says And if you confess, this whole family is ruined Including Kelly Right Now wipe your snotty nose, man up And be the best goddamn supervillain you can be Maria is total badass
1: Yes, including your two biological children that never get mentioned anymore, which that was really funny when Laura Laura mentioned them and said she couldn't keep track of of Gary's kids. And I started laughing, thinking, neither can Gary.
0: No, Gary's like, what's she talking about? I have kids. When did this happen? (laughs) Izzy's not my kid. (laughs)
1: Because it very much seems like he's more invested in the lives of Liam and Kelly than um... Those two boys whose names I can't remember Jake Right, which is Izzy's son
0: And Oh god Zach Is it Zach? Yes, because uh, Pat Fulham kept on calling him Zachariah, remember?
1: Oh, that's right
0: What did you think about this storyline this week?
1: I I liked it quite a bit I did too I like Maria being a badass Oh, I'm loving I that I love. <laughs> Who ever thought that we would be the people to say I love Maria? Now
0: I've posted that I'm standing for her, for badass yeah. Maria, and I'm only kind of joking about that, right? Because I'm this look works brilliantly for it her. It
1: does. It works really, really well. I'm so glad
0: she that this is, has happened. She is like the, the the calm godfather of this whole thing going on. Right. right. So the worst thing you can do is show panic. So she's like. She lets out a little bit, but she right. gets on top of our her, her nerves and our her emotions here and, and just, you need to calm, calm the, the fuck shit down, down, right? It's brilliant. All
1: those, all those lessons from Sally about how to be a politician really worked. <laughs>
0: it really, really did.
1: It really, really did. You know, I especially since so much is going on this week, mm-hmm. and, and like you said, there's so much of the storyline that it feels important for us to see that we didn't get to see. I really could have done without those Sarah moments of sarah seeing him across the street and then confronting him and stuff i did it didn't feel necessary i feel like gary's guilt is already up here he didn't need sarah button in and it feels like this is the only thing she came to the set for that week and was totally unnecessary
0: i think the whole point of that is to remind us that she knows I think it's the right, other but main, that though. kind
1: of that kind of implies that that's going to be important later on I that she's gonna be. that she's gonna blow the lid off of all of this and she'd better not because <laughs> this is something Laura decided to do and Sarah has Sarah knows what happened to rig the chin but she is not invested at all in the life of Kelly or Liam or Gary's other kids you know this is really something she needs to back away from because Laura made a choice right. and I think respecting Laura's choice is the right thing to do here you know because mm, she's all... she's making she's making a choice for the benefit of her daughter. It would be nice for Kelly to know the truth before her mother dies I At think... least we know that Laura is really not faking.
0: Right, if, she, if she's faking she's doing a fantastic job with right. it. Right, yeah Much better than Curtis did But <laughs> I think I think it's important for the audience to know that this is not a secret that is self-contained within the Rose Gold flat. Right. That there is knowledge outside that after Laura dies is still going to exist. There's still going to be somebody right. who knows Gary's secret, and that's right. I think important for us to remember because at at some point I was like, who who knows about this again? Because it's been going on for so long. Right. That it's not clear where this is kind of where this is kind of spread. So. I I liked it from that point of view and I liked it because she got a chance to say this is messed up.
1: Right. But But other than that, sure. she's not, she shouldn't be passing judgment on what's messed up because she's done some messed up things in her life as well. Yeah,
0: well, so's everybody.
1: I found it interesting that that, uh, Sharon, that Sharon, not the other Sharon, got a name check this week. Kelly mentions Sharon.
0: Oh yeah, she wants to get in touch with her.
1: Right. Because that would be the other person who knows the truth.
0: Right. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. What uh, about Gary's, uh, what, Gary's grief here at the at the situation? There was a moment last week where he almost felt relief.
1: About uh, about confessing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like he would
1: finally be free of this.
0: Right. And, and he's not getting to be.
1: No. Yeah.
0: And that feels like it's a bit of a conflict for him.
1: Right. Yeah. Mikey North is just killing it. Isn't he really he? is. He really he's is. He's just killing it. Mm-hmm. Bravo to him. See, this is what happens when you grow your hair out. You become a better actor. (laughs) Not that he was bad before, but he's just chewing up the scenery. And you mean that in a good way, because I I
0: always think that that's a bad thing to say about somebody.
1: he is the Meryl Streep of this show right now, you know, which is also not a bad thing, obviously.
0: Okay. Meryl Streep. Very strange with your compliments this morning.
1: Most awarded actor in Oscars history. No, his
0: scenes with Laura, in particular... Where it, I think it was on Monday, he says this just isn't fair, right? <laughs> and but you believe it a hundred percent, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: he's done a great job, and he's doing a great job of having the uh, having that that release and that maybe potential to actually. Properly repent for this and and, right. and make your peace with this. Or mm-hmm. Getting getting torn away from him, he's not getting that that peace. He's not getting that right. that release from it. It's still going to be trapped within him. Right? Because he's he's confessed and it hasn't helped. Right? right. It's, yeah. It's somebody else is getting the blame. And it's for
1: this it's now. it and it's the whole you know accidental villain bit. The whole you know.
0: Yeah, we are we're done the way super villain. That's right. Yeah. He was never, a, going, to never going to be super villain. A
1: And that's, and that's the brilliant thing, you know, is he's done this horrible thing and yet shows so much more remorse than I think anybody has ever shown remorse for anything in this show ever. Just. Wow. That's a big statement. Yes. Mikey North just killing it, killing it, killing it. And And I don't just mean, (laughs) and I don't just mean Rick the Chin (laughs) when, when I say
0: it. All then. (laughs) We've got six other stories to get to this one. So let's move on to Tim's mum about the house I do like the drums in that Me too Sorry Scott
1: And the whole whole fading away at the end Mm -hmm. Even though you don't like songs that fade away
0: Well that's not fading out That's just allowing to to end I'm not fading that out that's just the note stops and it decays. Sure. I'm not stopping in the middle of a chorus there. I don't like those songs. That's just lazy. Anyway, Tim's <laughs> one way to the house. On Monday, Sally has made Tim's sausages and bananas and eggplant for breakfast. <laughs> it's the most sexual innuendo breakfast ever.
1: Yeah, but it's low-fat vegan sausage.
0: They have a Zoom meeting coming up with a guy who knew Curtis was... Uh...
1: Faking it. <laughs>
0: yep, The and... best
1: cardiologist on the street. <laughs>
0: He saw through Curtis Tim's mum comes in And is pessimistic About their chances And then fucks off To be a grey cloud In someone else's story That we don't get to see So Tim and Sally Have the meeting Tim beats about the bush Asking about taking part In sports Ball sports Maybe some Water sports And then Sally blurps out It's sex Can we have sex And the doctor seems embarrassed But confirms that they should be good to go Tim throws the laptop out of the window Ding dong He announces And then they go off to get their hole But then Tim's mum comes in And puts the kibosh on it Yet again Later Sally's getting pissed off with her mum With her mum
1: With her mum and law
0: Later Sally's getting pissed off with Tim's mum Sally wants her hole But Tim's mum has decided to throw a tea party today For some reason if you want to go to Wonderland again, tell the Cheshire cat to fuck off, says Sally. Then in comes Cathy looking to go at the cinema with Tim's mum. So Tim's mum's vocal cords practically burst when he shouts on her to come down and leave with Cathy. Nice. Mum! Mum!
1: Mystery classical cinema where you go and you don't know what's going to show.
0: Yeah, that's a thing. Is it? Mm. Late nights in some places a cinema will just put on a mystery classic movie. You don't know what it is until you sit down.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah, risky, I would say.
1: Well, yes, as we shall find out. <laughs> I don't know if I, I thought the it was about it. I, they, well, they do. I don't know if I do. Oh, um. See, yeah, see, I thought it was classic mystery movies. Oh no! So I was very confused.
0: Yeah, you really need to like, see the ooh, commas there, don't you?
1: Alfred Hitchcock,
0: with Tim's mum gone, Sally dresses up in her nurse's uniform. Tim is. <laughs> Tim is pleased, but I've seen enough nurses recently. Right, yeah. So asks Sally to be an estate agent again.
1: And doesn't want to get a boner the next time he's in the hospital.
0: <laughs> he asks Sally to be an estate agent with a background in medicine. But once again, before they can get their hold, Tim's mum comes back in. Right. It turns out the movie wasn't Brief Encounter, it was Psycho.
1: Yeah. And they had to get Yasmin out of there. Toot sweet.
0: Why? Because of the whole Tim's dad thing? Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah, because no. hmm. remember when Tim's dad dressed up as a woman and murdered Yasmin's sister in the shower, and then Yasmin came to the hotel looking for her.
0: I do remember that. Yeah,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> some black and white, wasn't it? Yeah, I chocolate sauce. Can,
1: can, can I just can I just say, I really loved <laughs> the state agent sexual innuendo going on there. That was just hilarious. Like yeah. the bifold doors, especially I thought was quite clever.
0: Just <laughs> talking about a lobby there, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> Good job, Ruby. Yeah,
0: I'll pay attention.
1: <laughs> it's it's also hilarious too, because season two of Bridgerton has just started. So like my whole Twitter feed is just people talking about Bridgerton. And every time, every time I just think, yeah, Phoebe Dividers' mom was dressed up as a sexy nurse this week.
0: Yeah. That's a a nice outfit that she had. <laughs> it was classic Nurses uniform, right? Like nurses don't wear uniforms like that, but Well no. But especially not that short. But that's like the classic saucy nurses uniform Going with on Amazon right now If <laughs> it's the fact that she was being a an estate agent in a nurses uniform that i really yeah, that was liked. hilarious. I really liked that. So yeah, so Tim's mum was expecting a brief encounter. She also wasn't expecting them to be getting the hole in daylight hours. And she thought Tim and Sally were a bit old for doctors and nurses and embarrassed. She leaves them to it, asking Sally to go easy on Tim. No anal. <laughs> so later Tim and Sally come down the so stairs. So
1: Sally puts away the strap on
0: <laughs> And and Tim heaves a sigh of relief. Later Tim and Sally Oh does he? Mm, does he indeed? So <laughs> So later, Tim and Sally come... I knew this was going to be a mess. So later, Tim and Sally come down the stairs of Discovery, <laughs> discovering that despite all enthusiasm, it seems that Tim has not been able to hide his sausage. Wow, wow. Tim calls it the yips. Sally thinks he's out of practice. Tim says he couldn't stop thinking about Psycho and is reluctant to give it another try when Sally suggests another attempt. <laughs> he Tim kept would imagining just, his
1: dad dressed up in, <laughs> as a granny.
0: Tim would rather just eat his sandwich, but and not like, like that. that. <laughs> Sally starts talking about Pelly, and that does it for Tim. This is all because of his mum And he's going to throw his mum out tomorrow Getting his hole Is more important than the mother he's only met In the last couple of years And Sally approves
1: <sighs> Yeah, I was <laughs> The whole Pelly stuff I thought Pelly was dead I guess he's not I
0: have no idea
1: I thought he died He like... did
0: do uh, some impotent uh, Right, commercials Commercials Which I thought was a A brave choice for Pelly to do at the time
1: Well, he's Pelly He can get away with anything
0: Is Pelly dead? <laughs> Giggle says that he is a Brazilian former professional footballer, so he is still alive and apparently never acknowledged his eldest daughter, even after her death in
1: 2006. Oof. Oh,
0: that's taking a turn. No, yeah. Yeah, he's still alive. All right. And still as impotent as a stone. Yeah. Well done, Belly. Well done Sally gets a call from Gina Asking her to practice her skating A little bit more Before she goes off to do that Sally suggests getting her home In the afternoon reminding Tim To speak to his mum To get her to fuck off It's going to be hard Says Tim Aye Says Sally (laughs) Tim takes Tim's mum to the bistro And abruptly Promises promises And abruptly talks to her About how shite the spare room is And she must be missing home What exactly are you trying to say Tim Says Tim's mum so, when Tim and Tim's mum get back, it turns out that rather than tell her to fuck off, Tim has offered to decorate the spare room for her. <laughs> Sally, who is naked under her coat, yes. is furious about this.
1: Yes. At least she didn't go the um, cling wrap route.
0: Oh. Wow. That's a kink, isn't it?
1: That would have been awkward.
0: I think it was already awkward.
1: It's been awkward. Because
0: Tim's mum seems to know what's going on here because right. Tim's mum said, like, oh, just pretty you dooming your coat in the house Sally that's a bit weird isn't it
1: right and if you're cold you should be wearing a cardigan not a coat yeah. you look silly it, it it irritates me because i like tim's mum and i don't like tim's mum doing this shit tim's to mom, grown adults
0: tim's mum has been like this for a while tim's mum is the, is this person now so tim asks how furious Sally is with him on a scale of 1 to 10 50000 says sally That's quite a lot, says Tim So (laughs) Sally decides that he's going to tell Tim's mum to leave But when she tries, Tim's mum looks up at her with doe eyes And Sally bottles it and offers her a coffee Not so easy, says Tim, is it? And that's as far as we get with that this week
1: She does have that face She's got that Puss in Boots face
0: Yeah, big eyes Mm -hmm. Big big old eyes Big sad eyes Yes,
1: Sally? (laughs) Mum
0: Voiced by Harry (laughs) Well, Adam said he would come to my birthday party Soft play, (laughs) terrifying.
1: Still funny. I still don't know what soft play is. Is it playing with soft toys somewhere?
0: I think it's like a ball pit and things like that, isn't it? And everything's everything's foam.
1: Right, everything's soft.
0: I guess.
1: Yeah. Whatever it is, still
0: funny. The storyline. It's getting a bit old. A little bit.
1: I just want them to have sex. I like lots and lots and lots (laughs) of sex.
0: Get the wah wah guitar out for next week. No, I think I think this is a joke that is best best done in moderation, like yeah, most be- jokes. Yeah, but right? not like that. Because,
1: <coughs> like I said, it's it's making me start to hate Tim's mum a little bit, and I don't want to do that because Tim's I love her. Annoying.
0: But I think if they if they done it on Monday, then fine. But Monday and Wednesday is like okay, this this is the storyline again this week because mm-hmm. it was kind of the storyline last week as well. I think it's fine, but. They are amping it up the whole nurses' uniform thing, and again, they're sailing so close to the wind with some of the innuendo.
1: Right, yeah, like the bifold doors,
0: the bifold doors, and the uh, the ball sports, and what else? But there's, it's not hard. What oh, better be? You know, it's, they really are going all in on the
1: which I love pushing the innuendo more as far this, as they please. can. Really? more of this. It's a soap opera. Give me all of the sexual innuendo. That's what I watch soap operas for. Is it? Yes.
0: That's what you'd finn Finbar Saunders and his double <laughs> entendres for. I don't know if it's what you watch a soap for.
1: Soaps are supposed to be sexy.
0: No, it's American soaps again.
1: No, well, also American soaps have aliens and pet chimpanzees, so...
0: So I thought this was a way to get Tim's one back out of it again, if she was only going to be a fleeting right. character, but it looks like she's at least staying for another week. Right. She's getting her- get so her room decorated. decorated hang about for that right
1: that's got to piss Sally off too that she was not consulted on colours and, and wallpapers oh, and stuff
0: Sally would be very very upset yeah I
1: that. was surprised she wasn't more mad about that
0: because now it's Tim's mum's room because Tim's not choosing the wallpaper no. Tim's mum is
1: yeah
0: oofed and we do know that she oh. has some questionable taste sometimes that's Like Tim's mum's like pissing on the carpet to mark her territory
1: right yeah but it seems like it was Tim's suggestion oh it was yeah, yeah. I don't know.
0: Let's go somewhere with us. Let's get some resolution to this next week. Yes, please. Please, next, next
1: week. Tim is hard. <laughs>
0: Our next storyline. Please. Our next storyline this morning is Fizzy's Filthy Windows.
1: But not like that.
0: Mm-hmm. On Monday, at Nina rolls, Fizz bumps into Phil with two L's, who has the Situation's Vacant page open in the Wedding Gazette. Four pages of local jobs.
1: Who looks in the newspaper to find a job anymore? Is this night? 1970?
0: Say it properly
1: Do we have a voice for 1970?
0: It's the same one,
1: it's the same
0: one. Is this the 1970s cool. See it? It works He's got the he from the council Man. Thanks on being a stinking grass Fizz is worried about how this will affect their house move But Phil with two L's confirms that they completed See? Before he got the sack But they're fucked when it comes to the renovations Because now he's skint
1: Are there no whistleblower laws in the United Kingdom?
0: Yeah I thought there were
1: Yeah he should not have been fired for this. Although he, the way he words it, it sounds like he was gently he was, persuaded. He was encouraged out. to resign. Yeah, he yes. wasn't sacked. He was
0: right to cover to their resign. asses.
1: But he should have said, "No, fuck you! I'm staying in my job." Mm-hmm. What's wrong with you, Phil? With two L's, you knew this was coming.
0: He could have been a Chelsea Manning with three N's. Well, it's, only not. Fizz decides to call the estate agent about the sale of number nine to get it moved along. So a very young senior sales executive turns up to take photos of the house with his phone, telling Fizz that our windows are a fucking disgrace and the sinkholes in the area have understandably put potential buyers off.
1: And he's not wrong. No. And she's she's being really shitty to him. Yeah. She should have washed those windows and fixed the thing in the back because there's something in the back that needs and to be fixed. Guttering was, yeah. Right, yeah.
0: He suggests dropping their price or just waiting and clean your fucking windows. Fizz goes to see Tyrone and asks him to lower the asking price. And Tyrone is reluctant until Fizz starts talking about Alina and saying her last name and how his libido has got them into this mess. So Tyrone seems to agree to lowering the price. Belter says Fizz.
1: There's, there's something. Uh, she makes a joke about pop.
0: She's going to have a balloon or a flag or something that had pop written on it. Yeah. it. It wasn't a great joke. No. It did exist, though. Yeah. It's got that going for it. So, at the Beast Row, Phil tells Phil with two L's about Tyrone's sudden change of heart. Fizz blames Maria for all of this. Phil, though, would rather he did the right thing, and he's sure that everything from now on will be plain sailing. Sure, says Fizz, but she's seen the show before. <laughs> and she knows that saying things like that is seldom a good idea. No. Then we jump to Friday and Fizz and Phil with two L's are having a loud conversation about house prices outside the garage so Tyrone can overhear.
1: And they also say they love one another, which was nice.
0: Fizz doubts that Ty is going to lower the price, even though he seemed to agree to do so the previous day. Well, he said he'd think about it. Tyrone sucks a thoughtful tooth as he overhears this. So Phil and Fizz meet a homosexual estate agent in Nina's roles, as opposed to their house, because sure. And after a fashion, Fist says that they're going to keep the price as is. But then the guy says, well, Tyrone has already given the order to bring the price down. Well, fuck me, Ragged, says Phil with two Ls.
1: That guy looks really familiar, doesn't he? Like, I've seen him in something else, or he reminds me of somebody I know.
0: Yeah, I think I saw something on the Twitter saying that he looked like somebody, but I can't remember who that somebody was. And now I can't remember what he looks like. I thought he was the Rydian guy from the glammy Only wrong accent Who'd got out of that game And into something else But
1: Ridian has more hair
0: oh, I can barely remember What he looks like
1: They both favour Long chain gold jewellery though
0: Yes So Phil goes to the garage That guy was like 150% Whoever he was The station yeah, guy He was
1: like Are those trains? Yes th- th- <laughs> those, those are trains Wait,
0: Roy likes trains He's, He says Fizz
1: He, he calls Roy steampunk
0: Fizz goes to the garage to thank Tyrone. Ty says that he knows the girls are dead excited about the new house and he wants them to move in as soon as possible. You're a good guy, he says, followed to Els. And I really think you should wear that Michigan State t-shirt more often because you suit it. In the I, po- it,
1: You know, what's hilarious about that. I was thinking, I was kind of thinking that myself because he was like wearing a Hudson. Hudson River thing. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, this would have been the perfect scene to wear your Spartans t-shirt. Mm
0: hmm. I don't think he has that anymore. In the pub, Phil with two l's and Fizz chat about the moving. Phil thinks that uh, he's not working, so he can make a start on the re- renovations right away. And Fizz says that she's handy with the DIY, so she can do that too once she's finished work. Right. So this all is the a money...
1: conversation that should have happened in the beginning.
0: Right. So they don't. I'm trying to remember why they need to sell the house. Is it
1: because they need the money for renovations on the new house?
0: But Phil hasn't. Phil hasn't asked. Wasn't it that Phil hasn't asked Fizz for any of this? But Fizz wants to have some kind of investment in the new house straight away.
1: Right. But now that Phil has lost his job, they kind of need that money that Phil initially said they didn't need. But
0: they don't need it now because he's decided to do the renovations himself rather than pay somebody to do it.
1: Right. Although he'll still need some money to do it. Because supplies aren't free. You have to have supplies. If that just, yeah.
0: In the pub, Phil and Fizz are chatting about moving. Phil thinks that if he's not work, oh, just literally just finished reading that. So Fizz goes to tell Tyrone and the young crew flat. How weird does it look, Tyrone in that flat way? Emma and and Faye and and Craig. You, you go back to that flat and there's old man Tyrone sitting in his rocking chair in the corner, not wearing an MSU Spartans t-shirt. So anyway, he goes in the, no. So Fizz goes to the flat and tells Tyrone that they'll be moving sooner rather than later so they can start doing the place up. Maybe even as soon as Monday, says Fizz.
1: Right, yeah. Because once the roof is done, then they can... Yeah, it's habitable. Right.
0: So Fizz and Tyrone both try to look happy about this, but they both look a little bit upset about it.
1: Yeah, it was very interesting, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, Fizz still has some longings for Tyrone, do you think? Mm. Well, they were together for a very long time.
1: Somebody, somebody on TV in the UK was wearing that peacock shirt on like some show.
0: Yes, it was a woman. It was a woman, yes. I can't remember who that was.
1: And she looked better in it. She had the shoulders for it, the the, shoulder, the the feathers kind of flared. Was it
0: Lorraine Kelly? I don't think so. But it was somebody like Lorraine Kelly, wasn't it?
1: Yes. I don't know, you who, don't Lorraine know who Lorraine is.
0: Kelly is. She was in, Corey. She was the, the woman that Gail shot I, I, on the pedalo.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I don't think it was her.
0: Somebody like her.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I, don't, it was-
0: I, I don't know what "somebody like Lorraine Kelly" means, but it was somebody. <laughs> but like it
1: was her. it was hilarious.
0: <laughs> so yeah, Fizz still has feelings for Tyrone. Do you think?
1: Is it that, or is she a little sad about moving off the street? Now,
0: here's a thing: <laughs> is she is she moving out?
1: What do you mean by moving out?
0: Is she moving out and away? Is she leaving the show? That's what I'm asking.
1: I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think her contract's up quite yet. Um, And she has has insisted in interviews that she's not leaving the show. And the house isn't that far away. Well, where is it? We know they've mentioned where it is when it first came up. And one of Fizz's points was that it wasn't that far away
0: to Tyrone. Oh, it was a couple of tram rides away, though. Yeah, Or a couple of tram stops away So but, it's far enough
1: But Fizz will still be working in the factory <sighs> So I don't know
0: You worry about characters that move off the street Because There's really no reason to be on the street
1: Only Fizz does because she still works there And she still has to bring the girls to see Tyrone Does she work at the
0: factory? Does she work at the furniture thing or does she work at both?
1: I think she works at both now Oh <sighs> Because there's there's a rule that only redheads can work in the furniture shop.
0: That's true. Yeah. People you, don't like buying antiques off a of non-ginger.
1: Yes, you must be ginger to work here.
0: Right. <laughs> you don't have to be ginger to work here, but it right. helps.
1: <laughs> they've got a st- they've got a stock of hair dye in the back just in case.
0: All right. I think we're kinda of not really saying anything about this anymore. So let's move on <laughs> to the next storyline, which is flea roasted peanut. Still don't know. On Monday at the Young Crew flat, Craig and Faye are discussing names for their unlikely child. They both have awful last names.
1: I'm glad that somebody finally pointed out that Windass is an awful last name.
0: Craig, meanwhile, is off to speak to his boss about getting his job back. There are crimes in Weatherfield that need his corrupt influence. Use the white shirt. Besides Faye. <laughs> yeah. Craig says something weird about Even doing he's a all- spoonerism on his name or something like that? Or right, kerting like- or, <laughs> or something? To take the second syllable of his name and put it I don't know what the fuck he was talking about. Winder, but it was just a ways for Faye to suggest that Asswind wouldn't be a great last name for their child either,
1: or or Tinkass, anyway, or Tinkwind.
0: They're really going to have this baby. No, <laughs> I don't think so either. Although or, I heard, maybe I'm just um, hoping not.
1: Although I saw speculation that it might be twins, and it's like, oh, really, no. what is in the water in the street?
0: No. Do you know what's a really bad idea? Giving Craig and Faye a child. Do you know what's even worse? Give them two at the same time. <laughs> oh, so anyway. I'd Later, like, Emma comes in and narrowly misses Faye making a doctor's appointment for being up the duff. And Emma doesn't have much in the way of plans for the day, so Craig gets her to walk the dog. And Emma agrees because she's such a doormat.
1: Right. She does make a face though.
0: Like, well, yeah, and that why, works.
1: Why the hell am I making a face? Doesn't door. work.
0: Saying something works. So Emma walks a dog with John, who just will not shut the fuck up for one second. And
1: why on earth did she call John to help her walk a dog?
0: They run into Beth, who is keen to be introduced to Emma's new man. This is Beth, says Emma. (laughs) Later, Beth goes to see Craig and takes Kirk, who sits in a corner bouncing on an exercise ball.
1: Right, because it's a young people's flat. So, of course, they have have an exercise ball for, for yeah. a chair because they're
0: trendy like that she tells Craig about the strange meeting she had with Emma on her block and it seemed that she couldn't remember the guy's name but settled on Martin there was definite chemistry between them oh, Beth says that in front of Craig that's cruel <laughs> Craig's detective skills leap into action and it looks like he's suspicious that Martin's name might be Marvin which also allows him to ignore the fact that his mum just said chemistry
1: now, now, now here's the thing Beth sees Emma with her dog Mm-hmm. with peanut
0: she says that's my dog yeah. so Emma should say have it
1: here here you go She d- not only does she not take peanut back but she goes to Craig's flat that he shares with Emma who is walking the dog currently right. just to do this little bit of exposition and then fucks off before Emma can get back and give her back her dog because I'm assuming that's why they're in the young person's flat in the first place
0: or just visiting Craig because they do that all the time don't they
1: they never do that
0: Emma gets home and Craig immediately jumps on her about Martin. Faye accuses Emma of it being John, telling her she's not in a Hugh Grant movie, whatever that means. Emma insists that she hasn't seen John and Faye tends to believe her. Craig needs to know because he's about to get his old job back and Emma sticks to the story. Faye
1: doesn't like rom-coms.
0: Faye says Emma isn't stupid enough to continue this lie. Although
1: Hugh Grant hasn't done a rom-com since...
0: Since before that, that like, incident.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah the, the, it was the last one it was the one with julia roberts wasn't it Notting hill i think Notting hill is the last rom-com he's done and now he's just voiceovers for it, oh, in children's movies you,
0: may i remind you of paddington 2
1: right yes which is a children's movie he does not a voiceover over? though he's going to be in the amazing maurice
0: movie on wednesday at the young crew flat craig has got an email he's got his job back
1: And they told him in an email Because this meeting really could have been an email And it was
0: PC Tinker rides again Only this time, corruptly (laughs) They invite Emma to the bistro for celebrations at lunchtime But Emma has other plans But that schoolmate of hers that doesn't exist He does
1: exist, only he's not really a schoolmate
0: So Emma and John are having a lovely afternoon At Debbie's Rape Hotel (laughs) Emma has heard that some rooms have jacuzzis And one of them even has a fish tank And in lots of them, a rape has happened John decides to find out by getting a room There's extended chatter between the two of them Where John laughs And they briefly mention his going off to Australia But settle with going off to get their hole In the fish tank room On Friday
1: Only the fish tank and the hot tub are not the same thing
0: On Friday at the Rape Hotel Emma and John enjoy a cheese breakfast That they both find hilarious John talks Emma Because who eats cheese at breakfast? Lots of French people John talks Emma And thrown a sickie So they can spend the day Laughing at clouds And puddles together
1: And doing indoor skydiving
0: Well see wait Because I'm getting to that Oh okay So later Emma tells John She wishes that he didn't have to go To Australia next week They're about to go their separate ways When John suggests They go indoor skydiving So they go off to do that And they laugh a lot Yes. Yeah. Emma gets home Laughing Faye was worried sick So Emma explains That she spent the night With her mate And then went indoor skydiving Oh Emma Says Faye and Craig Like an American sitcom And that's as far As we go with that
1: He's leaving soon
0: Not soon enough
1: (laughs) And I guess She's going to go with
0: him Of course that's what's going to happen
1: Or is she going to be Caught out And sent to prison
0: Well That's an awful lot To ask for next week Yeah. Because I understand that whatever's happening, it's happening happens next, next week. week. Yeah, like he's going off to Australia next week, so something has to happen next week.
1: They really want to make sure she never comes back, don't they?
0: Yeah, and they're trying to make her just—I don't know—they're just they're kind of spoiling her character a bit. Yeah, I think with this shit, with this character here, this John Bloke, I'm just not taken to. I don't know if you've noticed that.
1: Yeah, it, she's he, John is the new Daisy, right? Now that you kind of like Daisy
0: I I would would, uh, prefer Daisy Every day of the weekend twice on Sundays Rather than this John bloke It's not doing it for me
1: He kind of looks like Jaden Smith Does he? Hmm
0: This whole Emma just bumping from One guy to the other And she thinks it's the bloke And she thinks she's finally found somebody And then it turns out that
1: there's something wrong with him,
0: right? And this time he's going to Australia. So and
1: also she, he killed his granddad,
0: <laughs> right? I was going to say it's the same storyline over and over again, and minus the granddad but it kind of is. Yeah, they couldn't even give her a a great original send off. It has to be just a
1: well. At least her mum is in Australia, nothing. so right. She's she's got somebody there, and she's talked before the whole John thing about moving to australia remember when her mom was sick she was going to go to australia and then she didn't mm. for some reason i I'm, I'm just worried that once one of steve's kids leaves the show that they're just going to introduce a new one
0: <laughs> There's like there's a line Steve, steve's kids Steve must on the right
1: <laughs> must have a minimum of this amount of children on the street at all times right. uh, yeah it's just it's not great it's that not great good. and
0: Isn't great, and I think Emma deserves a little bit better.
1: Yeah, and so does Alexandra. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope she finds it somewhere else.
0: Yeah. Our next storyline this morning is, wait a minute, what did we miss? On Wednesday, Todd's back. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Not only that, he's in Billy's flat. Why? In the morning. Having breakfast.
1: Yeah, he doesn't look like he spent the night, though.
0: They're both worried about the amount of work Summer is doing preparing for her exams. Todd suggests chamomile tea, which she understands is supposed to be calming. Yes, I know what fucking chamomile tea is, Todd, says Summer, calmly. Yes. And she goes back to her room leaving Todd and Billy to look at each other and wonder how exactly they ended up in the same room together.
1: So we're we're back to we're back to Summer being really anal about about school again, are we?
0: All of this just makes me wonder, is she really that clever to be having to do this much re- revision and studying? Right. Yeah, I thought she knew stuff Apparently she doesn't apparently, apparently she's forgotten it all
1: Apparently she does, but she thinks she still needs to study more For some reason But didn't she already pass?
0: No, she got a, an offer for Oxford But apparently these are mock exams as well These aren't even the proper exams these What are the mocks. hell is going on here? I've no idea why she gets a fuck it's, about
1: this It's like they just shoehorned a scene from last year
0: <laughs> Yeah <sighs> Later Billy has made lunch And gets sand under his foreskin When Summer doesn't Immediately drop everything To come into the room To eat it She claims she's working And needs to remain focused He offers to test her On her French But his plan falls to pieces When it turns out That he can't speak French She takes her lunch Back to her room Greasy cheese on toast Everybody sucks here Later, Summer has taken a seven and a half minute break To get coffee Which doesn't account for chatting with Asha and Nina Who she bumps into Asha reveals that these are just mock exams And the best way to revise sometimes Is to not revise Which I absolutely agree with Yes And Nina suggests Going to a gig with them And Amy tomorrow night Right sure, And Nina's whatever, back says, Yeah, says Summer <laughs> When Billy comes home Summer hides her textbook And pretends to be doom scrolling on her phone <laughs> Billy is thrilled by this And suggests that they have a movie night Great, says Summer's mouth Fuck's sake, says Summer's face <laughs> On Friday at Nina's rolls Billy continues to try and encourage Summer To have a night out for a change And she reluctantly agrees But first she boggles To see how much booze She can knock back on insulin Turns out Some So Summer meets (laughs) up With Ash and Amy And agree that they're all Looking amazing Summer's briefly worried That she's wearing something That's too tight Right, because remember, she has Isn't it
1: that same dress that she wore before? That she the last thing she about that. Too yes. tight, that, yeah.
0: Summer's bored of being the sensible one, and they make plans to get totally fucking wrecked. Well, Asha ensures that Summer will monitor her blood sugar at all times. Yes, yeah. but first to go to Nina's rolls. Nina asks if Summer is allowed to drink. Fucking hell, yes! Snaps Summer. Crack that bottle open. She insists that she's not going to get hammered, and then stumbles away to the bus stop, while her friends look on concerned, and they head into town.
1: And she gives a long speech about the next pandemic. Or whatever else warming. is going on yeah. in the world
0: So the girls get the bus home They've had a wonderful time But Asha can't help bugging Summer a bit more By reminding her to check on her blood sugar Summer says that she can have a normal night out And it's no biggie And when she gets in, Billy's on her back to check her blood sugar as well It's a little low, he says So he tells her to eat some jelly babies And she makes a quip about being fat And he worries that she's still worried about her weight She insists that she isn't But as she's eating a jelly baby She looks like she wants to spit it out And that's as far as we get with that this week yeah, it's about, I can't make that noise. No, I can't. There we go. <laughs> there we That's go.
1: Better. Remember, remember, remember when it was Paul randomly showing up back in Billy's flat to, to be concerned about summer?
0: No, and I don't remember that.
1: Because, because I said, wait, does this mean that Paul and Billy are back together? And you said, oh, I hope not. And obviously they're not, because remember.
0: That does sound like something I would say. <laughs>
1: because Paul was at the hospital when Summer was in the hospital.
0: Oh, all 3 of them rushed yeah. to the hospital, then it was like my three dads.
1: N- or no, and I remember making a comment that Todd wasn't there and it was weird that Todd wasn't there because doesn't he have a legal responsibility to Summer and you said
0: I do remember 3 of them being there.
1: I think that was for the last time Summer was rushed <laughs> to the hospital when she had the when she was diagnosed with the diabetes. This is the time. Oh, this the after was that down. when she was
0: she was run over by Kathy
1: or she fainted because she'd been making herself vomit. Or something. I don't know. I'm just so tired of the summer shit. <laughs> it's, just, it's just recycling the same storyline over and over and over again. Summer studies too much. Summer has diabetes. Summer's worried she's too fat. Over and over and over again. It was like when I was like, come on, can, can Kelly catch a break, please? Or... Does Asha need more trauma in her life? You know, it's just... Do something original, please. Let's, let's let's do something different. Let's give Summer a boyfriend now.
0: Can Kelly catch a break? Can Abby catch a break? Can Nina catch a break? Can Asha catch a break? Have you seen a little bit of a pattern Can here? Can Summer
1: catch a break? There must be... There must be something all of these actors have in common. What could it possibly be? I'm stumped. Hmm.
0: But yeah it's like let's not give her one thing to worry about because she's worried about exams, she's worried about getting into Oxford I believe, I think she's mentioned that she's worried about her diabetes, she's worried about being, uh, how she's seen by her friends, she's potentially or maybe she is just bulimic now it's like like umpteen things that were all that were suddenly piling on her at the same time.
1: And apparently they keep jelly babies in a bag in the cupboard.
0: For moments like this (sighs) i don't know it was nice to see todd again and i do i do mean that yes i I just missed todd i just
1: i think we have made it clear that we like todd just not in billy's storylines right (laughs) give us more todd and his mum and todd and the undertaker and todd handed out cards to people whose relatives are near death
0: yeah todd and daisy
1: You know, Todd being sassy with his lady friends.
0: Oh, I think Todd and Daisy would be fantastic together.
1: Yeah, because a few scenes they've had together, they've been fantastic.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: Daisy's so much better than Sarah.
0: So long as, oh, so long as, so long as Todd has nothing to do with Billy. Yeah, I'm quite happy for Todd to be as complicitous. Is that the right word? I'm quite happy for him to be the conniving, scheming right character that he is. Just duplicitous duplicitous that's what I'm looking for Mm. just nothing to do with Billy
1: right yeah I mean I I don't even mind if he's still kind of the concerned dad for oh I'm happy with that
0: happy with that just
1: not in Billy's flat
0: nothing to do with Billy (laughs) and that's not because I have anything against Billy no we just don't like to Billy together the two of them together together. it just raises my
1: blood pressure
0: let's move on into a very very brief penultimate storyline the Roy's Gambit on Monday at oh, yeah, Rolls, I forgot. Nick and Sam, uh, Nick tells Sam that he's found out about a space camp thing in Manchester. Anything to say about that, Helen?
1: I went to the real space camp
0: <laughs> <laughs> in Manchester in
1: seventh, in seventh grade. No, in Huntsville, Alabama, where they actually
0: f- that's where they fired rockets, right? In Alabama, Fam- yes. famously. Yes, because not, that's it's not Cape Canaveral. Or-
1: that's um. Or Houston Right, it's Huntsville where they also shoot the rockets because the south part of America is the best part for for doing this sort of thing. Mm-hmm.
0: It's
1: the only thing it's good at. That's
0: what you think of when you think Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway.
1: What do you think of when you think of Alabama? Poverty. Be careful what you say because Poverty. remember, I have relatives in Alabama. Poverty. That's just a blanket statement for the whole south though, isn't it? Well, Poverty. Particularly for Alabama. Because Mississippi is more impoverished than Alabama, isn't it? I
0: thought Alabama was the purest state
1: thought it was mississippi anyway it's one of them
0: <laughs> yeah not famous for rockets that's my point so anyway nick's bought tickets for sam to go to this space camp thing space sucks balls says sam and he <laughs> looks like he's about to run away again sam hasn't run away in ages no Start to think maybe this was a natasha thing mm. but you love space says nick and he starts to cry <laughs> in the bistro nick tells gail about sam refusing to go to space camp and sam comes in and says look I didn't refuse. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I'm not really into this anymore. I like mm-hmm. other things.
1: Like chess.
0: Then Nick spots Sam's game record journal and starts looking through it, reading the dates, even though Sam tells him not to. Right. Have and it been, was
1: hidden under a coat.
0: Have you been playing chess behind my back, you bitch? <laughs> says Nick. And later, Leanne doesn't know what the big deal was.
1: God, the parenting on the street. First, Billy is happier when Summer is doom scrolling than when she's studying. And now Nick treats chess like a drug addiction.
0: Yeah, like he's mainlining. He's chasing the dragon. Right. Nick says it's affecting his schoolwork and it's not like Sam likes chess. He's obsessed with it. And I'd far prefer Sam to be obsessed about space again. You're a dick, says Leanne.
1: And Gail, I think.
0: And that's as far as we get with that this week.
1: Yeah, because why are we even talking about this anymore?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Someone mentioned on Twitter, what, "What on earth is Nick's problem here?" And I said, "He's an asshole, and that's the problem." Leanne tried to make out that he's trying to deal with the whole grieving thing, and right, and and try to make sure that that Sam doesn't become dependent on something as a grieving crutch. Uh-huh. Like that would be a terrible thing to do, right? I, said, I really don't get what is Nick's problem. That it's something that he's not interested in
1: well he wasn't really interested in space either <sighs>
0: oh, but
1: at not... least space isn't something that you, that you say you know what I just can't play this this is not a game I can play it's not right. kerplunk
0: and Sam can't say Do you know what I'm going to go around to uh, Nina's rolls and speak to Roy about space that's not going to happen
1: right although it might no 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 it was uh, it's the undertaker who's really into space mm-hmm. and remember Nick was pissed about that too oh he was yeah yeah all of these other men who are much better fathers than he is. To <laughs> he just doesn't sons. like
0: having this pointed out to him. Right. The yeah. Undertaker and he, Roy are better at this than he is.
1: Right. I can understand Sam wanting to step away from everything that he loved before his mum died. Absolutely. That's absolutely reasonable. It seems weird that it's taken this long for Nick to realize that Sam isn't really all that into space anymore. That he doesn't catch him looking out on with his telescope or anything. He's growing up. Right. Yeah.
0: I quite liked dinosaurs when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And then you stopped liking dinosaurs.
1: Well, do you ever really stop? Like, do you hate dinosaurs now? I
0: don't hate them, but I'm not really interested in them.
1: What have dinosaurs ever done to you?
0: <laughs> they died.
1: <laughs> and left you all alone. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't thank you for a book on dinosaurs now. I would have if it was eight.
1: What if it was like Jurassic Park? No. Because you've already read that, haven't you?
0: Yeah, it's a good book.
1: Michael Crichton's not bad.
0: It's alright. It's alright. It's actually actually arguably a better book than as a film.
1: Which one though?
0: The first one. Anything after that, uh, I don't really count. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on to our final storyline this morning. What's all about Alfie? On Monday, (sighs) Toy and Elsie are getting ready to go wedding venue shopping. But before he joins them, Imran announces that he's off to see Abby ahead of their upcoming custody hearing.
1: And apparently Elsie refuses to get out of her princess dress. It looks like Cinderella. (laughs) At the hospital.
0: Abby has moved into her new place at the fictitious precinct That doesn't really make sense But they're at the hospital But she's moved in now To her new place Anyway She tells Imran that Alfie is making good progress He's going to be okay Which means that she needs to win her hearing tomorrow Thank you very much She can't lose Alfie now He's going to live Which sounds awful Even though Imran has plans He agrees to hang about while Abby gets some food And later Abby asks Imran when he's going to tell Toya Speaker the devil, in comes Toya wondering where Imran has got to, and she apologises for thinking about the wedding when there's Alfie to think of, who she calls a precious little bundle just to make Imran feel even more guilty. Mm-hmm. On Wednesday, as Imran prepares for Abby's hearing, Toya wonders why he's heading out so early. Imran blames Abby being a volatile woman. He has to go over things more than once with her. Toya thinks Imran is fab, so gives him a big kiss and a hug, and gently squeezes his butt cheeks. Mm. At the hospital
1: the universal sign of "I love you." Well,
0: squeeze of the butt cheeks. Yes. At the hospital, Abby is dressed up to look <laughs> responsible. Imran Ace. points out that the court is going to challenge that, and they're probably going to. And the court is probably going to win. Mm. He gives Abby a slender chance. Abby looks at Alfie and calls him her new start, a chance to make Seb proud to be the best mum ever. <laughs>
1: and he, he, Imran also points out, look, this is just the first hearing. You know, there are things we can do after this, Mm -hmm. you know, so even if it doesn't go our way, don't worry about it because it's not the end of, you know, it's not, it's not the most permanent. This isn't the final say.
0: At the court, Abby doesn't want to go into the hearing because it'll be too difficult to hear all these horrible things about her and Imran loses his shit. Do you have any idea The risks I'm taking for you He explains about The conflict of interest And if anyone found out That he was Alfie's dad He could lose his job And the adoption of Elsie Would fall through He's risking everything For his son yeah, He could
1: lose his licence
0: That's more important Than anything And right on cue Toya shows up To offer support And Abby agrees To go in after all So in the hearing Unfortunately for Abby, The local authority Has spent some money On some decent counsel And she makes a fine case For Alfie going into care Alfie was born While Abby was on Drinking drugs she gives a false name to the hospital, she abandoned the baby, she didn't come forward, she wanted nothing to do with the child, she didn't even know she was pregnant, even though she'd had twins, says the woman. Uh, yeah, she'd been pregnant. And both of them have been put into care, and she once left the twins with her 13-year-old brother, who is now dead, and then gave up the twins willingly. Imran tells the hearing that Seb died and Abby wants to be a good mum. Thank you, my lord. I'm not my lord, I'm a madam, says the judge. Whatever, says Imran.
1: And, uh, you know... <laughs> She was on drugs and drunk when she gave birth to this child. Yes. But for the most part of her pregnancy, she was sober. And I don't think that gets pointed out at
0: all, ever. Maybe because it's irrelevant.
1: You know, she didn't know she was pregnant, so
0: it's yeah. kind of irrelevant. Well, they're kind of not believing that, I think. is uh,
1: Right, yeah. It's a position. Because we don't believe that. No,
0: <laughs> Nobody believes that. But the show doesn't believe that. <laughs> The show has a list of characters that just walk in and, like to the woman in the airplane, explain to her that there's no way in the world that she didn't know she was pregnant.
1: But, you know, I, it sucks because there's so much good about Abby that just never gets mentioned. Remember when we were getting tired that she was everybody's hero? Yeah. That she was saving people from
0: falling down buildings and stuff. She had the hero complex, but Name one person who hasn't been damaged by her poison
1: Sam No, no, no no. Sam has been damaged by her poison
0: Everything she touches The quads Turns to shit
1: The quads have nothing
0: She's not not had any (laughs) Any dealings with them
1: Right That's Yeah She hasn't poisoned Gemma
0: Anyone that she gets close to Anyone who lets her in Soon comes to regret it
1: Yeah but some of those people were assholes to begin with. Looking well, at this you, is Kev. True. This is true. Kev deserves to be treated badly by Abby because he's a dick and I hate him. What
0: this what this council has done that has really shine a light on Abby's character doesn't make for a very pleasant reading. No. So the judge has a wee think about it and then says, You know what? This isn't even close. With no father on the scene, baby in care. Boom, done. And after an angry Abbey snaps at Imran and Toya asking what their verdict would have been, asking what their verdict would have been, Imran, the lover of a lost cause, wants to put together a better case to get Alfie back. And Toya is like, eh, told your horses there, big man. So Toya and Imran are in Nina's roles and Toya suggests that maybe Alfie couldn't care for the best. And Imran is outraged, which makes Toya wonder why he's taking this so hard. He and he's also crying. <laughs> he wasn't this involved with Yasmin. And Yasmin was a friend. Right. This isn't solely on him and she warns him that he can't beat himself off about it, so Imran agrees to take a step back.
1: In in Imran's defence, though, he was this upset about Kelly as well, because that's what got him in the whole Alfie mess, was how upset he was over Kelly. He got so drunk that he rented a uh, hotel room and slept with Abby.
0: Right. That's super drunk, by the way. Meanwhile, <laughs> on the street, Abby is walking by the garage. Abby! Shouts Kev. Abby! 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 <laughs> Abbey goes into detail About how awful The hearing for Alfie was But then realises That Kev isn't interested <laughs> He's only interested In telling her That some of her shit Is still in his house <laughs> She then takes two steps And then Toya springs out Nowhere nowhere to tell her That Imran will be Taking a step back From her case And uh, from now on But best of lucky, Abby. looks down To find Peanut Peeing on her boot And then a seagull Shits on her shoulder
1: Right And then And then A factory wall collapses on top of her. Again. Again.
0: So when Imran goes to see Alfie... What the hell,
1: Toya, though? What the hell? Why is she telling... This is not her... This is not her business. And there's no way Imran would have had enough time to talk to Abby about
0: this. At this point, Toya's been given such furtive looks that I was starting to wonder if she was suspecting something. Hmm. And that was why she was getting involved there. That she was just, let's nip this shit in the bud here. Right. It's hardly in the bud, but you know what I mean. Yes. So when Imran goes it's to see Alfie right, to
1: get that horse back in the stable A late
0: bloomer So when Imran goes to see Alfie at the hospital The nurse on the ward explains that Imran is banned from seeing his son So he storms round to Abby's new flat Which only, seems to be furnished. Only, only the nurse Nicely furnished
1: only the nurse doesn't know that that's his son And also this child has been put into care So does Abby really have a say anymore?
0: Not in care until the baby is discharged from hospital Oh okay Thanks for ditching me, ass, she says. He explains that he had to do this to keep Toya off the scent uh, about why he cares so much. He promises to find her a specialist that'll make her case stronger. How dare you come into my house that you're paying for and lie to me like this, says Abby. So Imran tells her that he'll put his name on the birth certificate so Alfie won't be put into care. What about the adoption, asks Abby. My son comes first, says Imran. Oof. So Imran gets home and Toya apologises for blabbing to Abi about him stepping away and he's cool with it. And she goes off to check on Elsie, allowing him to phone Abby and tell her that the guy who lost Leanne's case with Oliver has agreed to help and he's going to pay for it all. Abby asks about Toya. You let me worry about her, says Imran. And at that point, I think Toya is in grave danger here.
1: In fairness to that guy, that other lawyer, the one that lost Oliver's case, Oliver was, that was a lost cause before that guy even came onto the scene. Can we
0: say spectacularly lost that case? I think we can. On Friday Getting ready for the adoption hearing later Imran tells Toya That he set Abby up With another lawyer Who's agreed to work Pro bono Belter Says Toya Right And then Sally Says something as well About bono <laughs> Abby and At Imran, least it's
1: not about bono
0: Oof A bono boner Yeah, No Yikes With no. bits of chicken in it uh, No stop. Abby and Imran Are back to their trip Into town to register the birth
1: Why do you do this to me?
0: She wants him to keep his copy hidden Of the birth certificate He claims that he's going to tell all to Toya Just as soon as this adoption thing is done Right Which he's not going to do Then Abby well. walks by Nina's rolls And Toya comes out spilling her coffee all over her Toya bends down to pick up Abby's stuff Including the birth certificate envelope And Abby freaks out Keep your fucking mitts to your cell. Abby leaves, and Kev turns up asking what that was all about. Toya tells Kev how Abby was dead cagey about her bag, like it was full of coke or skank or the ecstasies.
1: Yeah, and also thanks a lot, exposition Toya right. again.
0: Right. Back at the flat, Abby's drying off the envelope when Kev visits to make sure she's okay and dump all her stuff from the house. Finally, when Abby goes to make a cuppa, Kev rakes through her bag finds the envelope and, like a character from a 1960s spy movie, takes a photograph of the birth certificate on microfiche and then runs away. Abby <sighs> comes out with the coffee and twigs what happened and phones Imran. Funny thing, you know how I was warning you to take care of your copy of the certificate? Well, you're never going to guess what's happened to mine.
1: In fairness to Abby, she lives alone. She had kind of tucked it behind the couch and also, for some reason, did not suspect that Kev would do something underhanded like rifle through her bag. Mm-hmm. Which is such a dick thing for him to do.
0: It's also it's, a little unbelievable because it feels like there's no door to the kitchen, so it's kind of open plan. Right. So when Abby goes in to put the kettle on...
1: Right. Does she, she not hear the not rifling? And, and the, also, uh, <laughs> Toya indicates to Kev that there might be something sketchy in her bag, like drugs. an envelope? Like drugs.
0: And a manila envelope.
1: Right. It's like... Well, if you don't see drugs there, Kev, I think you're I think you're good to just leave that alone and not touch it ever again. Right. You asshole. You utter shit excuse for a human being. Oh he's I awful. hated him already. I was already never team Kev for anything with anyone. He is <laughs> such an awful, disgusting, misogynistic twat
0: he's a terrible man
1: he's a horrible man
0: he gets into her flat through false pretenses right yeah gets rid of her
1: right
0: so And bring me back some fucking biscuits right yeah and then
1: make me a brew woman and then even though you're not my woman so anymore in,
0: in her her home yeah rifles through her bag right opens up an envelope that's not addressed to him no takes the the contents out
1: and then photographs takes a picture it. of it
0: Oh my God. What's he doing?
1: So evil. So, uh, what? so evil. It's not for, even for any what? of his fucking business None anymore. Business. He's, he's, They're not together anymore. Why is this his, and he already knows the kid's not his. Why does he care? I
0: have no idea.
1: He's such a shit bag. That's, that's I just want I to kick yep. him to the moon. Ooh. What an utter Cunt. <laughs> And not the good kind.
0: Another oh. <sighs> option here. In Hate Inman. him! Inman is being charming while they wait on Toya. She comes in all apologetic. A
1: little too charming.
0: She's, cl- yeah, she's it's putting just too a thick. a little
1: manic there, isn't he?
0: She's clearly in the mood as the interview starts. So man is laying it on thick. The interviewer asks why they would uh, make good parents. Toya says simply that they love her, Elsie, and would not the interviewer. <laughs> Toya says, I love you, interviewer. No, <laughs> I love you, Elsie. And they would do anything for her. They just want her to be happy. Crack an answer, babe," says Imran. And the interviewer is so enamoured with Imran, it's right. unbelievable. Well, laughing at all these jokes. Look and at him; he's adorable. Right. Touching herself. So
1: <laughs> that's for later.
0: Okay, then. So, what are your worst qualities? asks the interviewer coyly. Well, he's a fucking liar," says Toya, <laughs> and goes on to explain how Imran was registering the birth of his secret son that he had with a vulnerable drug addict who's grieving for her murdered son. This is not a good look. She explains how Kev sent her a photo of the birth certificate. Yeah, good
1: because job, he wasn't shitty enough. Because he wasn't shitty enough. He had to go and send it to Toya. Correct. Not thinking about Toya's feelings at all. You know, just wanting to shit on Abby some more. Mm-hmm. Because he is a shitty human being.
0: I think you've made that point. Oh,
1: I hate him so much. Sorry Death about that. Death to
0: Kev. Sorry about that, says Imran.
1: Why can't a roof collapse on him?
0: Sorry about that, says Imran. No, he doesn't say that. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Anyway, Toya says she was telling the truth that she loves Elsie, but she can't do that with Imran because the risk of him hurting her is now too much. I'll leave it to you, says the interviewer and gets up and leaves.
1: Yeah, she's like, this room is not booked for the rest of the day, so you two sit and talk amongst yourselves.
0: I'm just going to tell my colleagues all about this. Toya starts joining the dots and then maybe footer with myself a wee bit. Imran says it was an accident and it didn't and it just happened. But then admits that he booked a room at the rape hotel after Abby and him had agreed to get their hold. So it didn't just happen then, right, says Toya. Yeah, it and was an important point.
1: It was good. It was I liked the fact that Toya goes through the steps. So
0: She's total therapist so, during so, this.
1: So you met her, you know, you didn't know she was going to be there and you saw her and you made a conscious decision to get a room with her you didn't have the room before you met her
0: yeah all the points when you were speaking to the receptionist you didn't decide yeah not there, to there do was this. not
1: a second that you thought right. maybe this isn't the right thing to do at least Carla and Adam Carla already had that room
0: mm-hmm. you know he also reveals that he got his knob checked out afterwards before he got his hole with uh, Toya again right and this doesn't do much to calm because Toya.
1: he didn't have a condom on him
0: Imran just and thought that Abby was on the pill Right. Everyone just wants to go home and sort this out. Toya doesn't think he's capable of telling the truth, suggests that he loves the manipulation. He admits to paying the lawyer because at the end of the day, it's his son. Right. And that's why we can't be together, says Toya. And that's why we can't adopt Elsie because all you ever think about is protecting yourself.
1: Which is unfair to poor Alfie, isn't it? A little. Because she makes a comment to Leanne later on about how, you know, he he had a plan B all this time, you know. Yeah, so I don't think
0: LC- it was quite that much, but I understand why she would think that.
1: Yeah, I think I, I felt like that was the only unfair thing that she ever says about this whole situation.
0: She's allowed. <laughs> I think she's allowed to be unfair about something here. The way that she's been treated is is ridiculous. Right. So Toy goes to speak to what? Leanne. What a woman
1: has been treated poorly know, in Coronation Street. Know, that the never time. happens.
0: Toy goes to speak to Leanne explaining <laughs> that. Even after all this, there's a bit of her that still wishes that she'd kept her mouth shut. Leanne assures her that she did the right thing. And look where that's got me. says Toya. She's lost everything. Abby finds Imran in the pub, and he catches her up. Abby wonders if sleeping with her is worse for Toya than sleeping with a random. And it is. In comes Kev, who seems oddly more pissed at Imran is a dad rather than Tez. I wonder, wonder why that would be.
1: Maybe because Imran is incredibly handsome, and Kev looks like he's been sleeping under a bridge <laughs> for 30 years.
0: <laughs> Imran tells Kev that Thanks, ass, you've ruined my life Kev is unsympathetic Have a nice life, you pair of twats, he says Abby tells Kev that she loves him But this is how she treats people she loves And Kev remarkably looks like part of him Wants to take her back after all of this But he tells her that he can't He needs to take care of himself and Jack first Which I think is kind of laying the the groundwork For Abby and him getting back together again I
1: hope they don't Because he's so bad No woman should ever subject themselves to Kev
0: Erman gets home, surprised to see Elsie's still up. It was 10 o'clock. I checked the the clock in her kitchen. It was Hmm. 10 o'clock when he gets home. Elsie's still up. Toya explains that she was waiting for him. Uh, So he takes her to her room and reads her a story about princes and princesses that Toya can overhear from the living room as she breaks down and cries. And that is how we end this week's episodes. And
1: Toya makes a speech about, you know, buying this princess castle after being so, you know, not wanting to give in to gender stereotypes and that yet she herself is a gender stereotype the wrong woman blah 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 blah, blah,
0: blah. yeah very good the pink okay. castle the pink princess purple. castle It's purple isn't well, it well she called it pink and is it she? was pink oh. so yeah there is that
1: maybe it's because I was watching this episode on my laptop because Britbox still hasn't dropped this episode it really hasn't what the hell Britbox
0: what's so, going
1: on Britbox if that is your real name
0: do you know when we last year when it came out that we discovered that Imran hadn't slept with Sabine after all. Mm-hmm. And we thought, well, maybe he hasn't done anything. But mm-hmm. obviously he has. And he'd slept with Abby. At that point, I was really disappointed because I thought, this is ruining this relationship that we, we enjoy. I really like the two of them together. It's a it's a bit of a relationship that's come out of a misunderstanding because remember Imran was being a shit and mm-hmm. shagging Leanne as well. And, uh, and yeah, I, I was... I was genuinely standing for, for the pair of them. I, I mm-hmm. really liked the uh, the two of them together. But I think ugh, I'm so disappointed at Imran right, for, because- for, for for so many weeks now that I think the the build-up to this and the execution of it, in a week, remember, where we have Gary and the Laura stuff, which you you would normally think is that's going to be the, the high bit of drama for the week. Mm-hmm. To have this and Toya finding out this week and Toya's reaction to it she was so good when she was laying down the law and she, she was, was she was uh, going through all the all the the, the dots in the storyline and adding it all together and asking what he thought at this point and there's no good answer to any of it and takes credit after a little bit of coaxing mm-hmm. is truthful to her finally yeah but she is so good at, uh, at breaking him down and breaking the relationship down mm-hmm. and and her anger is, is, is so palpable. And, and, and righteous. And, right. And it was great. And I love the, the little the juxtaposition of that against when she's allowed to speak frankly and, and truthfully to Leanne about how she's feeling. And there's part of her that kind of regrets what she's done. I love that side of it as well because it's like the way that your, your head kind of works after an argument and you're thinking about, you know, maybe there was a better way of handling this and... and just her the the contrast of the, those two sides of it i thought were done superbly well
1: mm. <sighs> yeah you know when it comes to imran yes <laughs> and i mean part of the appeal of imran is that charlie de is
0: genuinely yeah.
1: genuinely one of the greatest guys on the planet <laughs> you know with with the dogs and the pride parades and being an ally and just a fantastic human being. Yes. It's interesting because I, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine last night. We were talking about um, certain celebrities who have fallen, fallen from grace and how some people we just, you know, you just automatically, yes, those are obviously, even before we found out that they were bad people, you kind of knew that they were bad people. But there, there are other celebrities who are so very beloved that when it comes out that they are actually bad people, there's a part of you that struggles against it because they have been beloved to you for so long. Right. Um, and that's kind of how I feel. Obviously not about Charlie because he is still a good person. Yes, yes. <laughs> But this is the struggle with...
0: I was wondering if you were going with that.
1: <laughs> this is a struggle with Imran because... For so long, he's been one of the very few genuinely good guys on the street who hasn't. Name one other character that, with a penis, who <laughs> hasn't exhibited some form of toxic masculinity in, in the time that we've been doing the show.
0: He did a little bit when he was playing with Leanne and, and Toya together.
1: See, I don't remember that. When did that happen? Remember,
0: he was standing in his pants in the in the flat. That was just after that happened, where he ended up.
1: Well, he's standing in. are
0: you watching it at Nick, that? Maybe Nick you was watching
1: standing it. in his pants right next to him, though. Yeah,
0: so that was after the, this, obviously. But right, no, he so was, that wasn't. <laughs> he was he was shagging Leanne and Toya.
1: This, this together. Was, this this has to be, no. I don't remember this at all. Yeah, I don't uh, remember him shagging Leanne uh, ever. Uh,
0: and the two of them confronted other. Confronted them in the Bistro and pretended that they were both interested in, in a little thripple together.
1: See, I don't remember any of this. But anyway, you know, it's just... So...
0: It was played it, for laughs more than anything else. Right.
1: I'm sure. Um, but there's... He's, he's always been kind of... And even people that... For the time that I've been watching the show, like Roy. Right. Roy is the antithesis of toxic masculinity at this point but there there it's is a past he's had, he's had, a, he's yeah. had his moments
0: mm-hmm.
1: well before i started watching the show oh yeah like
0: 20 years ago
1: right so that More doesn't than that. so that for me that kind of doesn't even count anymore right. so there's there's this loss that i feel that i felt since he slept with abby yes and that's you know the, that's when it began that's exactly where it's what I was like doing. i can't accept that this is something that actually happened there there must be a mistake they must have just you know both passed out in the same bed and it didn't really happen
0: it was like when radiohead released Kade. you're like no 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 they haven't right it's like that
1: i quite like (sighs) Kade. anyway so it's and remember he did try to tell toya before at the hospital and abby cut him off and said something about oh he's here to he's here to help He's been given many, many, many opportunities. But I guess my point is is that it's just you 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 feel this you feel this loss of respect for a character on a television show mm-hmm. that you know is a fictitious person and that you know is played by a genuinely upstanding human being. Yep. And I think that's that's one of the things that the show has done really well. It kind of sucks because now there's none left. <laughs> like- <laughs> but It's, it's also, because even in the whole Adam thing, Imran was really upstanding and no, we have to do this and Adam don't do that, Mm -hmm. you know, and was taking the moral high ground and reminding Adam about racism
0: and stuff, (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) which I'm kind of surprised that hasn't reared its head in this storyline quite yet. I don't know if that's kind of what you were hinting at when, about, about Kev being even angrier that it was Imran.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what was in that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And not just the handsomeness. It uh, just
0: uh, why why does it matter to Kev that it's Imran? Yeah, and, you'd and not think Tez? that he would
1: be relieved that it wasn't Tez, and that it was definitely a one night thing, and it wasn't something that maybe means Abby is still has a candle for her
0: ex. Exactly. yeah, But it would I, be I interesting the,
1: if that if that is the case that we find that Kev is just
0: because I don't know that Kev's deep enough to think that it's all about looks because I think he probably reckons that he's a bit of a looker himself. <laughs> because did you see him on his wedding day <laughs> that man washed <laughs> allegedly <laughs> no i know i know exactly what you mean about the, the kind of disappointment i guess my further disappointment is that i'm not sure that i believe i'm not sure that i believe that imran would do it right he lost the case that meant an awful lot to him uh-huh but every day lawyers lose cases that mean an awful lot to them
1: well let's remember he lost a case that meant an awful lot to him and he was also emotionally invested as a father to kelly
0: yeah but she should never, that should never have been allowed to right. happen
1: and it kind of weak the, the thing that kind of weakens that is the fact that once they got elsie you know they didn't want to kick kelly to the curb but kelly kicked herself to the curb and not once not once has either one of them you know, checked in on they Kelly.
0: Kelly man did speak to her in the street. and that's But that's as far as it's going. Right,
1: and that wasn't recent. That wasn't, oh, I heard your mom's dying. Are you okay? Do you need anything from us? It's it, They seem to have fully dumped the Kelly stuff onto Gary and Maria. Yeah. And it's like, okay, she's taken care of now, so now we don't have to worry about her and we can focus on Elsie. Right. this
0: thing that was so important to me, that it, in inverted commas, forced me to sleep with another woman isn't important to me anymore that's right. how that's how important it was is it's not important anymore? and
1: also let's remember that he was trying to save kelly as kind of a stand-in for rana who he couldn't save right <laughs> which also does that really work
0: i think it, I, i'm so tempted to say that it would bring him and toya closer together rather than push him away from her. Because that's what it kind of wanted to do to Toya. Toya mm-hmm. wanted to, and God bless her, she's been trying to be there for him and, mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and support him and, and insist on her team and giving him chances. Mm-hmm. His his mistake was, obviously, his mistake was Abby because she's poison and she destroys every everybody that comes into contact because with her. Because
1: she's a woman.
0: But, right. But uh, if you are... At the point where you're ad- admitting your infidelity to your partner who has mm-hmm. given you this chance. Yeah. You, Why wouldn't you just come entirely clean there right. at that point and yeah. say that it was Abby? Yeah. Because at that point, after that, then the pregnancy is going to sting. Right. But, but it's not it's, going to
1: be unexpected.
0: Because this was salvageable. If if Imran had been entirely honest and, and told Toya everything which she asked him to do and he promised that he had, hmm I think they I think they've got through it.
1: Or if Abby had been completely honest with Kev or had just never married Kev in the first place and just gotten out of this terrible relationship. Right. But oh God. It's like she doesn't know what's good for her because she's a woman. Mm-hmm.
0: But and she's a poisonous destroyer of men. Yes. Yes. Well, and and everybody really. Right, and children. Right. Men and children. <sighs>
1: And sometimes other women. But yeah, yeah, this could have, this could have been avoided so thoroughly if just somebody had been honest before now.
0: How, how many times do we say that?
1: <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a soap opera if people were honest. No, it
0: wouldn't. But.
1: Well, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's also awful because Imran finally does the right thing. It's the right thing to do to put his name on that birth certificate mm-hmm. and to claim this child. Right. It's it, it kind of sucks that the thing that forces him to do it is abby saying no you can't see this kid <laughs> because you've shoved me off onto another
0: lawyer right and his you say it's the right thing and and I, I think it probably is but because it's done as a reaction to that it's almost an act of aggression on his part
1: right yeah yeah that's true that's very true I,
0: <laughs> did we ever get any closure on whether he's leaving the show
1: no that kind of just died down so obviously he's not leaving the show I don't know. Mm.
0: Yeah. I think if he's leaving, I think Abby's leaving. I don't think Abby's leaving.
1: No. No, because, because they need to men, torture her some more. And there's
0: other men that she needs to destroy first.
1: Right. And children. And like children. I said, she hasn't poisoned the lives of the quads yet. And pets. Or Ruby.
0: Or Peanut. Or the Peanut did shitting. No, that didn't happen. I just made that up. <laughs> oh, well.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, again, again, you know, high praise for Mikey North for killing it, Georgia Taylor also just killing it mm-hmm. with that scene
0: yeah just and they mostly got the whole of friday for that there was very little else that went on on friday and it felt that the build up to it and the time that she was given for her outrage mm-hmm. was was great mm-hmm. uh, this wasn't dealt with in a minute you know this was they over a, a number room. of long scenes right? they
1: gave her room and they gave her space just like on monday they really gave the that the Laura the Chin Mm -hmm. and Rick the Chin storyline a lot, um, most of the episode, and gave it a lot of space. I think that's one of the things that really makes this new formatting work. I think it really helps to have one complete episode without a break for storylines like this, where you're just really emotionally invested in what's going on.
0: And you break for half an hour and then you come back. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's
1: much better this way.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. I mean, it
1: doesn't affect me very much. No, at all. Or, or, or let's say at all right. At all, except of course for Friday's episode, you have where I actually movie. had to watch
0: commercial breaks. <laughs>
1: British commercials for yeah. Iron Brew with Italian mobsters for some yeah, reason.
0: One of them played by the guy who was Terry Duckworth, who was Jack and Vera's son, <laughs> and and classic Corey. Anyway, that was the week that was Coronation Street. This is a tough question this week. Mm. What was your moment of the week? Toya more than yeah i think so we
1: gave it to gary and laura last week
0: i think i think both of them were better this week right but i still think yeah i still think and it's toya, toya just and imran
1: tearing imran a new asshole <laughs> was just poetry
0: it was it was really well done and
1: and she goes through so many emotions she does because she's angry at him and she's grieving for Elsie and just, and grieving for the relationship. There's just so many levels to what she's going through. Yeah. And they gave her so much space to just do it. And she did it so well.
0: And man's fucking brass neck going home as well after that. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, Toya's reaction to learning the truth about Alfie is our
1: moment of the of week.
0: week. Your border moment of the week.
1: Nick going through Sam's journal.
0: That was just appalling. That wasn't boring. Was it was like, well,
1: uh, yeah, I'm tempted
0: to go to cook just again. As,
1: she's just as bad as Kev.
0: No, It's no, you know what? No, no, no,
1: no, no, no. It's no, it's not. It no, it's not. Giggles. It's summer and oh, yeah. French, summer in French. Summer and French. Summer and Billy talking about French conversions.
0: Lette? Summer in French. (laughs) Heaver is winter.
1: Because this is just a storyline that we've seen over and over and over again. It's the definition of boring.
0: We've hit the button. (sighs) That seals it. Well, that's how you do a 200th episode of this.
1: We're going to go and shag now. (laughs) After Gav's done editing all of this, of course. I'm going to go and and pick up my, my nurse's uniform from the Amazon... Pick up station at the Whole Foods and make a night of it. I also got you one of those little ball sack hangy things that she got Tim. Remember that thing.
0: If you want to send help, <laughs> we're the talk of the street at gmail.com and we're at Cory Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can shape me. Do we do Instagram still? Have we, uh, we I, never, sh- I never do it We should But we don't You can shake me and Helena Coffee by heading to Kofi.com Slash talk of the street Check out the clicky clicky section Of uk For links to our merch store And YouTube channel And if you're so inclined Please leave a rating and a review On the iTunes Or your podcast provider of choice yes. Thanks for making it to the end Of another episode And we will be back Next week With more
1: I'll talk of the street
0: The talk of the street
1: Goodbye Cheerio.